0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Rogers Place. It is a game night. The Edmonton Oilers and the New York Islanders, and the Edmonton Oilers will have a new head coach. His name is Chris Knoblock, with Paul Coffey joining them on the staff. Uh, it has been a uh, quite the weekend, to say the least. This is Oilers Now. we got a lot to get to on today's edition of the show. Brendan Escott is back in the 630 Gen Studios. Our technical producer is Angie Quinnell. We will tell you, coming up in uh, the next half hour of the show, we will hear from Edmonton Oilers General Manager, Ken Holland, Edmonton Oilers CEO of Hockey Operations, Jeff Jackson, uh, the team's uh, new assistant coach, Paul Coffey, a guy who also is an advisor, uh, special advisor uh, for the orders organization. Uh, some multiple comments from the new head coach of the orders Chris Knobloch, as well as some thoughts from Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle, and Darnell Nurse a little bit later on. Uh, interviews uh, with Connor Brown and Warren Fogle, who, like Connor McDavid, played for Chris Knobloch in Erie. The reality of the situation is Jay Woodcroft had a 643 winning percentage after coming aboard and being promoted from the Bakersfield Condors on February 10th of 2022, ironically enough, to play these same New York Islanders. Uh, This season, the Oilers expected goals share five-on-five when Connor McDavid was not on the ice was at 58%. It did not come to fruition. The Oilers head into tonight with the worst save percentage in the NHL, uh, 32nd at 864. The number one offense in the league last year is currently 26th in the league at goals four at 2.69, and two of the world's best players, Connor McDavid, clearly playing through something, and Leon Dreisettle have a combined total of one goal in the Oilers' last 10 games. And despite the fact that Edmonton shut down Seattle in a 4-1 victory Saturday night uh, to get the third win of the season, yesterday morning, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson were notified uh, that uh, they were relieved of their duties. It's a results-driven business. I just want to personally say uh, that both uh, Jay and Dave were incredibly giving with their time. Uh, We've had... Uh, Jay on is a regular guest uh, on Oilers now uh, every Monday for four consecutive seasons before he was promoted. I talked to him separately every Thursday. Um, a very intelligent guy. I do not think he will be without a head coaching job for long. I have a feeling uh, that uh, he's going to get, just as I had the same feeling with his good friend Todd McClellan that he would get another opportunity in the league. I'd be stunned if Jay Woodcroft was not a head coach in the National Hockey League right away. As for Dave Manson, uh, he had, a, he had a, a, a very difficult season, uh, off-season. His wife, Lana, passed away from cancer, and, uh, you know, he was a, a hard-nosed, tough guy, uh, but certainly a guy that uh, communicated uh, uniquely after losing his voice to uh, the Oilers defense. Those guys, uh, I will be the first to tell you, I think they did a very good job uh, for the Orders organization. Again, results-driven business. out of the gate, uh, and some numbers that, frankly, sometimes get coaches uh, fired, and a lot of it had to do with save percentage and goals against average. Knoblock, um, if you've listened to the show over the years, I've known Chris for 25 years, um, was shocked when Kootenai fired him for interviewing for the University of Alberta job, uh, very... uh, Unique decision to say the least. Kootenai obviously has moved twice as an organization since then. uh, And Chris ended up in Erie with Sherry and where he sort of reestablished himself as a young coaching uh, star on the rise. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting, to say the least. You can text us at any time and give us your thoughts on the Oilers' coaching changes. On the Ashley Fine Flores text line, 780-496-0063, get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to com. The River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline is at 780-496-0063. On Fridays and Saturdays, gear up for winter. When your share of $120,000 in cash and prizes. You must be 18 plus. See the rules and regulations for full promotion details. So, we'll have lots of thoughts from some of the key parties involved in this situation. It is also a MACT on Mondays segment for contract equipment. You are not going to want to miss this today. I have a feeling uh, Mac T's going to be bringing it. Let's just leave it at that. All right, our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, to get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy, heating and cooling. And, indeed, Chris Knobloch is the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Ken Holland uh, was asked yesterday at the availability on having uh, Chris Knobloch and Paul Coffey, uh, two coaches with little NHL coaching experience.
1: I think certainly Glenn Gullickson and, and Mark Stewart are going to be very and and cough too. I mean, cough well, like I said. Paul has watched. Uh, he knows our team. He was in training camp. Uh, he watches play uh, all the time. So I think the you know I know that Chris and I talked. He's watched some video of our, our quickly on on the plane or in the last 24 hours. He's watched some video of our of our recent games. But certainly, I think he'll probably lean on uh, the people that have been here in the short um, time until he gets a feel for the uh, the team. Obviously, the hope is you know from my hope when I. It's so almost two years ago to the, made the decision. Obviously, to go from Dave Tippett to uh, to Woody, um, and the team really responded. Uh, I know Woody came in again. I don't think he made a whole lot of change. He made a few tweaks, um, and then he, you know, you think he went to 11 and seven and did a couple of things, and and we uh, were about six or seven games out of a, uh, points out of a, a playoff berth and played our way into the playoffs and went on to the final four. So there's more time. There's still. 69, 68 games to go um, on the early going. I think he'll probably lean on the people that have been here and, and implement the things that are really important to him.
0: One of the discussion points yesterday in the availability uh, was whether or not the players were consulted. Now, I will tell you, Ken Holland has been on every trip this year. He's around the players all the time. Jeff Jackson. Uh, has uh, given, uh, I would say, Ken Holland a little bit of space. And here's the responses to that question as to whether or not the players were consulted.
1: I did talk. I have talked over the, this past week um, with with uh, some of the veterans on our team. Um, I'm not going to tell you what they said. I take the information. Ultimately, I have to make I have to make decisions. Obviously, Jeff's got a long 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 relationship with uh, with Connor. You can probably talk about that.
2: Yeah. No, I mean we didn't consult with the players on this decision, never spoke with Connor or Leon or Nuge or Nursi or any of the other leadership group. Um, These guys are here to play hockey. They they know that, that's what they want to do. They don't like being involved in these types of decisions, Uh, that's my experience, Um, so the fact that... You know, Chris was Connor's coach in Erie in 2014, 15. It it only has something to do with this because I think Chris Knobloch's a very good coach. Uh, Connor didn't have anything to do with this decision and neither did the other uh, leadership group.
0: All right, and again, Ken Holland would talk to the team on a day-to-day basis and, uh, you know, about different things. He's around the team and as an example, Maybe conversations have existed on what type of goaltender to go out uh, and go get at some point. Uh, now, I, I want to get to Connor McDavid's reaction today on the coaching change. You might find this, intra- uh, this response pretty interesting.
3: First and foremost, obviously surprised. Um, you know, didn't see it coming. Um I love playing for Woody. love playing for Mance. Um, two guys that, uh, you know, I think are unbelievable coaches. And I
2: really think that uh, they'll be in the league very, very soon. Um,
3: two, two great, great coaches.
0: And McDavid adds the players at this time need to step up with the Oilers off to a 3-9-1 start.
3: I mean, obviously our play hasn't been good enough. Um, I'm first on the list there, so, um, you know, our play, um,
2: our play needs to be better. It's um, the reason that uh, two good guys lost their job, and, um, you know, obviously as players um, we have to be better.
0: And Leon Dreisaitl had these thoughts on accountability uh, among the players for what's happened. It's never a question in, in this room to hold each other ac- accountable. We're as tight of a group as there is. We hold each other accountable in here. We just individually haven't been playing to our standard collectively as a group. There's not one player in here that probably can say, you know, I've been playing really, really good. Um, so this is a collective collective thing that that's been going on for for too long and um unfortunately the, the the coach is usually the one that um you know has to
4: yeah i guess hold his head for that
0: all right uh jeff jackson the other uh, ceo of hockey operations was asked yesterday does the core group mcdavid dry settle nurse nugent hopkins does it need fixing
2: i came in three months ago uh, into this job sort of with a long-term view of getting some structure and strategy. I I sat here in front of you guys then, Um, that's still the case. I can't control what happened in the past with coaching changes, different managers over the years. I think our focus is that we have a team that we believe should compete for the Stanley Cup. I'm a long-term strategy person, but I'm also here to try to win this year. Like Ken said earlier, we've been talking a lot. We've got our entire pro scouting group and analytics group working overtime on um, scenarios to try to make us better. We're pursuing every avenue uh, to do that. Uh, Bringing in Chris was a decision, like Kenny said, that we thought we had to make. Although he doesn't have head coaching experience in the NHL, I think with 12 years as a head coach, winning championships in other leagues, Developing players in the American League had a little opportunity in New York to be a head coach uh, on an interim basis He has a very good feel for for the players. He knows how to um, He knows how to take the really star players and empower them, but more importantly he gives everyone a role Um, And they know what the role is and there's accountability at the end of the day, and that's the thing that I've watched it over the years with Chris. I was uh, very close to the team when they were in Erie. I had a lot of clients, not just Connor McDavid. I had clients of ours when I was an agent in Hartford. I've seen what he can do with with teams, so all of that put together. That's why uh, Chris is sitting here today.
0: Again, uh, that's the CEO of the uh, Oilers Hockey Operations side, Jeff Jackson. Paul Coffey assumes the assistant coach role. He had these thoughts.
3: It's terrible that two great coaches had to take the burden of the start of this team because I think uh, there's a better start out there. But stuff happens, and, and as most of you know in this room that I'm very tied with the Oilers. I love the Oilers. Uh, all of us do. All of us at won the Cups in this organization. It was, uh, it was still to Jeff, no, but I'll do anything to help and then uh, having a quick conversation with Chris prior to his game last night and uh, getting a feel for him, getting a feel for his strategies. And uh, I thought, I just said, hey, any way I can help, I will. And that puts me here today. Um, I'm an assistant coach. I work, for, I work for Chris. I work for Ken. Uh, Jeff's higher up. Daryl's the owner of the team. But my focus will be on the players. Have I ever coached in the NHL? No. Nope. Do I understand the game? Yes. Do I understand players? Yes. Do I have to make them better? Yes. Can I communicate with them? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right, Darnell Nurse, uh, Oiler's uh, veteran defenseman, had these thoughts on working with a new uh, defense coach and Paul Coffey. Yeah, obviously the way he sees the game, um, you know, he had such a great career and, and, and had so much success in this league for a for reason. So uh, to be able to pick his mind and, um, you know, get, get a first hand look and, you know, some tips you know, in game and, and in action uh, is going to be a huge for a group. It is 347 in and Bob Stafford, Rogers' place. Uh, in a couple of minutes we're going to go to break. But at this time, we're gonna, and then we're going to run some Chris Knobloch audio from the last couple of days. But at this time, we're going to bring Brendan Escott in. Again, Brendan, from my perspective, uh, I certainly understand the consternation out there from the Oilers fan base that's saying you're firing Woodcroft with a 643 winning percentage. Um, there were some people out there that thought he should be fired, uh, but the majority of the fans I don't think felt that way. Um, Knobloch for me is obviously an interesting hire. Uh, He has been a head coach for 12 years, but I've already had my say. What's your thoughts? Well,
5: uh, it's interesting, the timing of this, because I think if you had gone back a couple of years, these two probably would have been prime candidates for Dave Tippett's job. And it went to Woodcroft instead. And in the meantime, you didn't have uh, uh, Knobloch accruing NHL experience. Now, I don't know how integral it is to have the the differentiating experience of the NHL bench boss versus an AHL bench boss, because we've seen other people like John Cooper making a nice job. Transition up, and that's the best case scenario here. But to me, it's surprising that if you're going to make this move inside a Stanley Cup winning window, that you're not going to go back to that old recycled sort of the the old coaches that we all know. There's Gerard Gallants, for example, even an Elaine Vigneault was was thrown my way as a possibility. So it's a, a definitely a different endeavor. I like the history that's there. I know a lot of people don't, but I think if you were going to promote. Any coach from the American League, uh, maybe save for Dan Bilesman, what he was able to do with Coachella Valley last year, I think this is probably a guy that deserved a long look from every NHL team.
0: Well, we'll hear from that guy when we come back. It is currently three forty nine in Edmonton. But first, we're going to go to NHL today. Brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromomarketing.com And here's Brendan Esco. And
5: just one other game in the league tonight. After the Oilers and Islanders dance at six thirty, the Kraken hosting Colorado at eight o'clock. Nikita Zadorov did ask for a trade out of Calgary, or at least indicated that he. He'd be open to one. Uh, I'm not sure who the partners would be in that scenario. I think Toronto would have uh, a real use for him on that front. Uh, Otherwise, uh, it's Jack Studnika on waivers from the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, Shane Wright, unlikely to play for Canada at the 2024 World Junior Championship. Hard to believe he's still eligible for such a tournament. Uh, The Oil Kings got beat on a little bit uh, in this home-and-home series. On a lot yeah 10 and two or pardon me 10 to the final uh, on Sat, no Sunday and then uh the eleventh, whatever the eleventh was. Six,
0: one ten two were the two scores, right? <laughs> it was
5: it was bad. And it wasn't good for Bakersfield this week either. No, it wasn't. The uh, they followed up that four one defeat in Abbotsford with a four nothing loss. They did get Lane Peterson and Drake Kajula back. That would be the lone silver lining in that Tuesday. They will head down to uh well, I imagine they're already in Calgary, getting set to take on the Wranglers, Bob.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, also, to, yeah, I want to mention the uh, Alberta Golden Bears split this weekend uh, with Mount Royal. And I want to put a special shout out to Chris Morris. That was just a brutal beat. His team uh, suffered against uh, UBC to lose in the fashion that they did. If you're unaware, Alberta had the lead 27-21 final minute of the game. there on UBC's 15 yard line. There was a mix up in the backfield and uh, they ended up fumbling the ball and UBC marched it. Uh, 95 yards in about 45 seconds and uh, won the game on the Convert. So, heartbreaker. They had a great year. Uh, Chris Knobloch is the new head coach. Uh, The former Alberta Golden Goldenberry won a national championship back in 1999-2000, and we'll hear some thoughts from him when we return on Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, The game day lineup report, I'll get to that a little bit later on for McGuire Financial. We're going to go back into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Check out their new FR Parka with enhanced warming features for just $270.00 the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Chris Knobloch, uh, this is from yesterday on what he sees from the Oilers.
4: Um, what I see out of him is what I see from uh, a lot of the team. Um, a team that's trying very hard, very passionate, want to win, want to do what's right, but ultimately right now are very frustrated. And as a player who's played any kind of sport, obviously in hockey, that if you are frustrated or feeling down, it is tough to perform at the highest level and as Ken said earlier this is a very difficult league and you need your certainly need all your players playing their best but your best players being their best and right now I want Connor and everyone just to take a breath relax play hockey and find some joy into it and um, play the way they can because right now I just think there's too much pressure on them and they're feeling it. Um, so that's that's my take on from what I've seen afar from watching some video, but um you know, when I talk to those guys, maybe I'll get a different different perspective, but that's what I see right now.
0: All right, so the orders have Connor McDavid uh, with uh, actually, we're going to go ahead and do the game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. Have uh, the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit McGuireFinancial.ca. Connor McDavid was up front with Rnh and Gagne. Dry Settle with Kane and Hyman. McLeod with Holloway and Fogel. Holloway had a great game in Seattle. Hamlin with Lavoie and Derek Ryan. Darnell Nurse and Cody Ceci, Matias at Evan Bouchard, uh, Derek, uh, Brett Kulak, I said Derek Kulak, played for the University of Saskatchewan. Brett uh, Kulak with Vincent D'Arnais. Stuart Skinner starts in goal. Again, McDavid and Dreisaitl split up. Here's Chris Knobloch.
4: It's a difficult um, situation. you got two players that have to be on the ice or play a lot. And when they are separated, um, you know, you're, you're looking at 19 to 23 minutes with McDavid, and 19 to 23 minutes with Dreisaitl. Well, then you don't have many minutes for the third and fourth line. Um, And it's so important to get your third and fourth line contributing and have an identity. But when the top two lines are playing so much, it takes away from their game, and it creates problems. But, um, well, to solve that problem is put Drysdale and McDavid on the same line. And then there's that, not that issue. It's so much easier to roll those lines and get everyone playing. Um, it's it's going to be a challenge, but I do think we're better off having those two on separate lines. And there's going to be times where they definitely will. Every game, they're going to have shifts that they are together, especially like after penalty kills, after breaks, uh, last shift in the periods and stuff like that, they will be playing together.
0: All right, this text comes in from uh, DS Barr. He says, accountability, I hope uh, Knobloch brings it. uh, Without it on the ice, the team will not win a cup. Encourage cup-winning plays and accountability for non-cup-winning plays. Jay was and will be, again, a good coach, but did not do the later towards the end. Uh, (laughs) This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, Bob, the Oilers should have picked Daryl Sutter. Again, you can text us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bobby, do you think the orders are still looking for a goalie and/or a D man from Carmen? Uh, I would suggest that they're that they're probably still in the market for a goaltender. I don't think there's any debate about that. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You're not going to want to miss Mac T at four oh five. Okay, he's coming down the pipes. He's uh, in parts unknown in the United States, but he's going to join us. Uh We have a global news weather traffic update coming up next, and then it is Mondays with MACT for contract equipment when we come back in orders now.